another episode of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda and I'm here with Sally Hart. Hello, Sally. Hi, Bettina. How are you today? Hi, very well, thank you. Feeling really good and ready to talk to you and talk to our audience. That's great. So what have you been up to in the last week? Ah, um, <laughs> well, one of the events that I went to this week, I think it was this week, was um, the De- Designer Chicks um, event on colour that was held at the Bow Concept Store. And um, it was a really lovely um, evening, actually. We um, kind yeah. of looked at um, different you know, effects that colour have on our mood and on the um, atmosphere of our home. Um, and, you know, really great to see how subtle differences in, um, you know, warm, cool, um, mm. throwing different textures together and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that was really enjoyable. Yeah, that was great. Um, while you mentioned the designer chicks, I'm a member as well. And um, so the, the audience might have heard about that group already. And um, if you want to have a quick look what we are doing, we just released our new magazine, which is the retro issue. So it's available for free um, download online. It's um, if you go to issue issue.com and you can type in the Designer Chicks magazine, you get a free magazine full of interesting articles about retro design. Just a little blog about that. Um, yeah, so I... Um, yeah, that was this great event. And what else have you been... Um, well, um, actually, doing? earlier this week, I met a lovely lady, um, a client of mine. Um, she has um, downsized into an apartment. It's a historic apartment in Sydney. In fact, it's um, apparently it's Sydney's oldest and first um, apartment building. Wow. It's called the Aster. Mm. It's in Macquarie Street, Sydney, and it's a fantastic view out, looking out over the conservatorium and out onto the harbour. And it was one of those gorgeous you know, meetings with a client. She's just delightful lady. Um, And I'm going to do an interview with her on downsizing because I think she's a great example of, you know, how to be happy in your downsizing situation. Um, You know, she's basically um, lived most of her life in a big home and um, downsized. It's a very beautiful apartment, but um, done certain things that I think really um, Mm. make her happy in her environment. So, um, I'll be getting together with her soon and do an interview. Yeah, for you. that would be great. So stay tuned to our podcast if you want to listen to that interview. Um, I've actually spoken as well to an interesting couple two days ago um, at the uh, opening of the Collector Space, which is an, um, an exhibition during Art Month Sydney that is on in March. Um, and... I spoke to this um, couple, they are art collectors, because I'm writing an article for House Australia, and we both are writing for House, so House is a um, interior design platform, for those who don't know that, it's, it's um, houzz.com.au, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and um, for this article, which is called What We Can Learn From Art Collectors, in regards to decorating our homes, um, I was out there and um, spoke to art collectors to get some statements from them, how they decorate their home and if they, what they do, if they think about that the artwork matches the sofa or some other stuff in their home or how they, how they decide you know, what to buy and how they put it there and where they put it. And it was really interesting. The, the guy said basically 
I don't care what everybody else is saying. Our house is full of artwork and um, my artwork or our artworks make me happy every time I see them. And I thought, that's great. So <laughs> it's basically, um, yeah, it's basically what everyone else feels about things they have in their homes and what and you have to try and find the right things that make you happy mm. and this is why we thought today we talk a bit about um little tricks and tips what you can do to feel happier at home mm -hmm. everyone wants to feel happy at home and have a nice home where they come home to where they can relax and re-energize and just chill out from all the busy life we all have um, these days and so we um just gathered a few things and I I just start with one which is one of the things I do every morning which made me feel much better at home and this is making my bed I know it sounds weird for some people ask but I says why don't you care no one is going upstairs the whole day I said yes but I'm working at home and it just makes me feel better if I know that the beds are made and so this is a little thing it takes maybe Two or three minutes, even I don't even know, but it's really quickly, and um, it just makes me feel better when I know that everything is tidy and my bed is made, and um, I got even my boys to make their bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. They are ten and thirteen, and they made their bed. And I, th I, I told them, you, if you grow older and your girlfriend or your wife, they will really appreciate if you know how to make your bed and you help them doing that. So that's a little little tip maybe if you are never made your bed or you just throw it your blanket on it or whatever, try to do that. Try and make it nicely and see if it works for you. Hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> um oh what do I do at home? Well actually I, I, I actually agree with um the making the bed. Um I don't always manage to do it and that's okay. No, I mean I kind of to yeah. me the idea of having the bed made is lovely because it's kind of like a bit of an affirmation of your own self importance, I think. If you come home and that bed is made, you feel a bit like you know, someone cares about you, really. Um, as opposed to if you come home and the bed is in a, in a total mess, you think, oh, God, okay, nothing's nothing's working. So I think it's a nice way to feel that your life is in control and because it isn't an essential. So it's kind of like the icing yeah. on the cake, and it does have that way of making you think, great, we're all we're all good. We, we left the house in, in a reasonable state. Yeah, and you know, just one more word. I like it in the evening. If I go up, like if I had a long day and I'm just trying, I just want to go have a shower and just go to my bed and have a bit of read a book. I just love it if I open the bedroom door and mm. the bed is made. It yeah. looks nice. You know, it's not this. It's nicely done. And are you? Yeah, we well, starting. It's it's this sort of feels this. Yeah, it's yeah. just nice. Um, I think it's one of the reasons we love to go to a motel because we know that they'll make the bed every time you walk out the room, and that's a nice feeling. Um, look, I think that um, we're talking about um, happiness in the home, and I think that to me, it's really important that um, people. Um, choose to have what they want you know like i mean it really isn't about reflecting the current trends mm. um trends will come and go um it's about your home identifying what you enjoy um and your home needs to be a reflection of of you so that's aesthetically and physically and um sent you know sense sense or what you know indulging your senses as well so it needs to function well it needs to provide you with um the functionality of whatever activities you want to mm. perform because yeah. there's nothing more frustrating than trying to whether it be cook or whether it be do your exercise or 
do your craft or whatever um, if the home doesn't function properly. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's well worth looking at um, the functionality, using the space and that sort of thing. And um, <laughs> what, what, what else do you have to go on at the moment, Bettina? Oh, I just, another little thing, um, buy fresh flowers. That's something really I, fi- I find a nice thing, you know, if you have some fresh flowers on your dining table or kitchen bench and you come in and you just see them every day or the whole day. I'm, I work from home as well, so I'm, I'm at home quite a bit and I just love seeing beautiful things. And it's just lovely to have some flowers and then you can also choose them different colors, you know, it might be bright colors or... Whatever. Well, yeah. So or it's or just, just it's, it's very or, or it's even, very cheap. You know, you get some flowers. You can even buy a big bunch at the flower market and make little little flower arrangements out of them. You know, yeah. like you could have three little stems in three little glass vases and put them on a windowsill or on a console or side table. And it's just, I think it's something that's not very expensive, and um, it just is a nice addition. Yeah, look, it doesn't even have to be expensive. I mean, I pick stuff from the garden. I just pick rosemary. I mean, you can just go and pick a bunch of rosemary out of the garden or, or, you know, you can pick some Banksy leaves or, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be from the florist. Um, Another thing I think that's really important is to allow yourself to indulge in a little bit of whimsy, you know, so, um, you know, let let it be a little bit of fun and maybe um, not having everything permanent. So, allowing yourself you know to have a little bit of a change every now and then so you might whether it's cushions or it might be candles or you know um Mm. it could be some sort of ornament or whatever it happens to be um sometimes i'll you know like at the moment i've got or for a while i've had some cinnamon bark you know i mean you go and buy things like this that they don't really cost you very much and then you can get rid of them and you can have a nice fresh flavor through whether it's you know color or smell um, yeah, so mixing yeah. it up a little bit is great, I think, and um, not feeling too attached to those things so that you can just sort of let them exactly. go and um, bring something fresh in and at a later stage. Yeah, I like to just redecorate <laughs> little displays or stuff, yeah. you know, so if you have um, it, so it makes a difference if you change things around, like if it's um, books or feathers or I like my little stones and stuff that I find on the beach. So it's just. These things, they mean something to me. Now, I, I rearrange them and every now and then, you know, I don't have a schedule when I do that, but just, um, yeah, surrounding myself with things that make me happy or that are beautiful or colorful. So that's, um, and I guess the, the most important thing is it needs to be meaningful to you. So that's the most important thing. And then it doesn't have to be expensive, as we just said, and then we can you can shift it around and create some nice displays and, um, just enjoy them when you walk by. I, for example, I like, um, I have a big bookshelf and um, I like some of my books, they have quotes. So I like open opening books, displaying them open with some interesting quotes. And every time I walk by, I, I kind of read it and I think, yeah, yeah, that's a great quote. So, you know, it's these little, little things you just, yeah, if you, how to say that, if they... Um, it's hard to describe, but if you you experience them all the time, you walk by or you see them, mm. then that's um, mm. that's something to think about. You know, maybe you people can find things that make them happy or that they enjoy looking at instead of hiding stuff in the cupboard somewhere. You know, mm. like sentimental items, for example. That's another thing. Often, 
um, people who downsize or empty nesters have lots of sentimental items, but they keep them for 20 years in boxes or in cupboards instead of displaying them and taking them out, you know. Mm. Yes, well, I think that also something that can be um, important toward happiness for people that are empty nesters, as you mentioned, is, you know, feeling part of the community and feeling like a sense of belonging because a lot of people, um, you know, if, they've, if they're empty nesters, they may not be happy because they don't have company or they don't have the company that they're looking for. Um, so, you know, there is the aesthetic of the home and what we're doing there. But, you know, is it, are you, have you chosen a location that is putting you where you need to be? Because if you're feeling isolated or if you don't feel secure um, and disconnected, then that's not going to mm. help either. So I think it's important for people that may be considering downsizing to be really careful about where they choose to downsize to, um, to identify which activities and which um, which emotional needs they have and make sure mm. that they're actually tapping into that in the location that they choose because uh, your location may isolate you and, you know, also identifying things like just the community that may be available um, or things such as um, how does the body corporate affect your happiness? If you have a body corporate mm. that is very rigid um, and difficult to deal with, um, that could really affect how you feel when you mm. come home. If you're coming home to, you know, your apartment and yet you feel like you're warring with your neighbours or mm. you can't make mm. a change to your home, that isn't really going to be good. And I think mm. that's really worth considering for people that are downsizing. Yeah, that's right. I just, um, yeah, that, that's actually, I just spoke on the weekend to um, a couple who downsized in Manly and they, they the guy's now in the, in the board or in that body, in that committee, they call it from the body corporate, you know, the yeah. strata thing. And yeah, he told <laughs> about some challenges they have, you know, it's like these people who did it before and what they do now and they handed over, they just moved in not long ago, I think to that place. And yeah, it's, um, that's very important. But he said overall, they, they really enjoy their neighbors in the whole apartment block. So that's, um, well, but really... you never know that's the thing if you move into such a place yeah you well you can you can do beginning. your research yeah. i mean you can find out about the body corporate yeah. and you can yeah. ask other yeah. people in the apartment and you can hang out and you know Just spend a bit of time without, there yeah and if you're looking at um moving into a place i think that's important. extremely yeah. important yeah yeah um another thing that i think it's really important is to feel that you have access to the things that you need so there's you know making yeah. making sure that your home provides the mobility that you need within the home, um, but also that you, um, you know, you have access to public transport if that's what you're going mm. to need and or whether you're, you know, you, you get connected through technology. You know, that's another way. I think being connected is very, very important, not not for everybody, but for a lot of yeah, people yeah, yeah. Um, to be connected one way or another and, um, you know, to be, um, you know, able to use the internet, make sure you've got all of that set up so that, you know, you can keep in touch with people remotely Mm. Um, and for people that may feel, you know, may feel lonely, um, there's all sorts of things that you can do, like playing Scrabble online and games online, mm. um, forums, chats, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. There's a whole world out there for people that um, have downsized, maybe a little bit isolated, maybe mm. a little bit lonely. Yeah. Um, I think human contact in one way or another probably contributes greatly to most people's happiness. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's a good point, even... Um online or also try to um, spend time with people that are close to you sort of I mean Absolutely. if it doesn't have to be a family maybe you, you don't have a big family or something but even if you still have like children or 
um, grandchildren, really, I guess it's important to focus or prioritize quality time with these people as well. It's often we are also busy, and I, th I guess even empty nesters can be really busy. They might still work, or some work full or part time, or they have all sorts of other stuff to do. But they um, really, I think it's important to concentrate on people that are, yeah, like your husband, your children, your grandchildren that are close to you, yeah. and or your best friends, and spend some, try and get some. Prioritize uh, quality time with them in whatever you do. Invite them for coffee, go somewhere together. Um, just, yeah, maybe I, I find that sometimes hard to, um, I, or I realize I often prioritize business stuff and then I neglect my children, you know, like they come and want something and I don't have time now. And then I think later on, I think, oh God, that was not good. You know, like it's, they grow older and at some point they won't be with us anymore, you know, yeah. and this is this, I guess we have we have this this busy life and everything. We have so much stuff to do, lists, and and then this really quality time with people we like. It's often neglected or can't put at the end. So that's another important. Point, yeah, well, I, I think also um, this client that I saw this week, um, I could just see from the short snapshot that I had of her life. Um, you know, this lady is, you know, she's, she's later in years and, um, you know, she's on the board. I can't remember, you know, I'll cover it in the interview, but, uh, she's just brilliant. She's involved in so many community projects and all her life, I think she's been involved in, um, the women's prison system and uh, rehabilitation in, in that respect. And, um, she's on that board and she's on a number of other mm. boards. She's involved in the art gallery. Um, her, children have actually asked her to if she could not be doing quite so many things because they obviously feel that they don't have the access to her that she wants mm. but as i said to, as i said to her look you know i mean you get you surely you get to choose what you want to do i mean um you know to have a diverse life like that yeah. also makes a person feel valued and mm -hmm. i mean it's great to be valued by your family but for people that have a lot uh, a lot to give and great knowledge um, you yeah. know, for them to be giving, for this lady to still be giving to the community, I mean, it's a massive loss and it's mm. great for her. You can just see the buzz in her mm. eyes about mm. all these things yeah. that she's doing. So it keeps you healthy as well. Well, it does. As I said yeah, to yeah. her, I think that, you know, she's really, really busy, but I think that that's why she's so sharp. You know, it really does contribute yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, keeping your mental alertness is, um, you know, it is the old thing of use it or lose it. And I think, yeah. you know, there's nothing like feeling like you're kind of really slowing down mm. to kind of make you feel a little bit depressed. So I think keeping yourself mentally challenged yeah. and mentally engaged and not only being there for the family, but trying yeah, new yeah. things, learning Ooh, a new language. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah whatever. Go, yeah. go somewhere, do courses or just keep reading things or mm. yeah, engage yeah. with art, creative things. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. And I mean, there's obviously saying you have to, um, what was that? You have to exercise every day and, and also train your brain every day. And just keep on going like the physical, but also the mental exercise. So that, that keeps you fit and healthy. That's yeah, I think also um, practicing the conscious um, intent of being happy. Um, mm. I was reading something from Dr. Robert Puff. Um, who is, you know, an expert apparently in happiness. Um, interesting fact that he has is that six months after winning um, the lottery, most people resume to the same level of happiness they had before winning the lottery. And basically, I guess what that's about is 
the things are not going to make you happy. We all hear that, but it's true. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to find happiness through satisfaction in understanding what it is that makes you, you know, what your values are and fulfilling mm. your own values. And, you know, you can, you can make a magnificent apartment look fantastic, but it isn't going to make you happy if it's yeah. not really reflecting your, your values yeah, yeah. and not allowing you to mm. contribute in the way that you want to and express yourself. So mm. um, you That know. is actually a good point. Sorry if I interrupt you, but I think a lot of people are not confident to put their stamp or their uniqueness in their home. They, all, they think they have to have one of these display homes that looks good or That's like have a pay he heaps of money to... Um, famous designer who does the whole thing and but you can already you see this some of there are some great designers out there but the style they imply, you see who that who did it you well know? you're living in somebody else's and this home is exactly you know i mean and the then thing is if you're you and know. this is i found that when i talk to like in that workshop i try to tell the people it's your home so you put your stuff in there so don't worry what other people are saying it's like that art collector said i don't care what people think mm. and they don't match their art to their couch and their stuff i mean they they said basically because their art is very colorful um what they tend to have in their house is kind of more neutral furniture sofas and the floor is quite because the art is the feature in that sense so it's this um Yeah, you just need to be confident to put your stuff in your house. Well, I think well, not, like, this is what I, some people are just, they think, oh, no, it needs to have a certain look and feel or whatever to be popular or whatever, you know. Yeah, look, I think it's all that's about, really it, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's the yeah. same. That's what's going to make you happy in, in life. Even if you have to accept that you're a boring person, that's okay. If you have to accept yeah. that you're a way out person, you accept that you're whatever you are, accept who you are and let your home just reflect that that you know i mean mm. again this lady um she was a great example she had all this old furniture and it just sat so beautifully in the room nothing was new everything would have you know it, it's traveled through time with her mm. but it it was beautiful it you know it was aged um, but it was her. There were cushions that had been made by her daughter. In fact, mm. yeah, look, we just had similar fabric and, you know, books that she's had. That's why we're, we're there designing a bookcase for her and, mm. you know, designing a bookcase that actually um, reflects the rest of the furniture in the home because, you know, she sent me a photo of her table and said, this is my favorite table. Can you make a piece of furniture similar to that? And it's like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, this is her story her mm. husband is a brilliant was a brilliant artist and you know, there's all this beautiful art in the home and you mm. walk into the home and it it just oozes personality yeah. and it's not something contrived it's not done so that it looks good it actually does it's look actually, good that's like that's what being yeah. cool is being cool is not doing something because somebody said to do it it's, it's leading your own yeah. way being yeah. on your own path and you know these things just evolve in a way that come together if you're doing mm. it with your own heart and if yeah. you don't feel you've got the flair for that then you get somebody who can help you with that. You, you then find a designer mm. or a color consultant who is empathetic yeah. and is not there to put their stamp on it. Exactly, and a, and a professional yeah. designer will do that. They mm. will listen to your needs, interpret what you want, and put it together. But, mm. you know, sometimes people do need that help. You know, like, I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. going to get a place that has personality if you don't feel you've got to have flair because you've got to have a little bit of mm. conviction. You've got to be a little bit brave to do mm. something that looks interesting and really reflects you. But others can bring that out in you if you can't yeah, do it exactly. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
And um, just going back to that art um, topic, while well, just she obviously collects art as well, that lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I find that was another statement of this couple. They said, the more you hang, the better it works. Yeah. You know, because they have art everywhere, over yeah. doorways, in the hall, on the ceiling, on the floors, everywhere. And, the whole, and I've visited last year um, a couple of other collectors' homes because I'm a member of Art Month and we have these events throughout the year. And it was amazing. All these homes are very different in style. Like one was ultra modern concrete built for an art collection. Actually, the other one was a more um, traditional home. But it, they were all, they had this same feeling of, yeah, personality. They were all very livable and, and colorful and nothing seemed to be bought on purpose. It was all this collection. They collect all sorts of stuff and they, they put together kitsch, really um, famous Australian painters and then some non, not so famous painters, you know, every different styles. But it sort of all works because they only buy stuff they love. Exactly, that's right. That's and the thing. The theme, the, the theme, that's the wonderful thing. I think that that's what people kind of miss when they're tentative is yeah. that if you just go with who you are, there will be yeah. a theme that comes together if you yeah. stick with it. So when these people are collecting all of that art, it might be, you know, a total conglomerate of different yeah. types. And but is. there is still their choice in yeah. there, either the, the style or the colours or just whatever, the quality or whatever. Eventually the theme comes. I mean, yeah. when you... If it's great art, it looks great anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, and it's yeah, it's but it's this. I find that really interesting. They just it, it, they say we look at something and then we know it's like the gut feeling. That's that's something mm. we would like to buy, you know, like and and they just put it all together and it looks effortlessly. They don't, you know, they don't need designers to decorate their homes. Mm. It's really interesting mm. and it makes yeah. I, I I found that with all the homes that I've seen where with collectors and. It's 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 amazing how they it's very inviting and yeah everything is mixed and matched sort of you know yeah. also the furniture it doesn't look like everything from one yeah um, shop you know yeah like, yeah but you know look it's, I mean it's, if it's happiness I, the thing is it's it's again it's defining what makes you happy so yeah. I mean not everybody has art not yeah, not everybody right. is into art so <laughs> if it's music make sure that you have that you honor that interest whether it's yeah. that you have your instruments or or you know you get great cabling set up so that you you know I love right. I have a um, a colleague who does what I call invisible sound so basically you know beautiful sound system set up but you can't see any of it anywhere Any, yeah. and so you know for people that are really into music well you yeah, know that that's will the make thing. them yeah, happy exactly, if yeah. it's that you're really into you know um craft well obviously yeah. indulge that um it might be that you're into sports so you need to have you know a, a, enough space for yeah. your equipment or you might want to actually you know um have have a, a gym area or whatever it happens yeah, to be yeah, yeah. but i think it's really important to just you know kind of Take note of what it is that you actually, what it gives you real pleasure and make sure that your home is mm. um, basically allowing for that. Yeah, that's right. What else could we talk about? Oh, yeah, I have another little point. I um, did a podcast a while ago with an aromatherapist, Julie Nelson, and she um, we talked about how aromatherapy can reduce stress, overwhelm and anxiety. Mm. That was really interesting. And she um, mentioned... Um, 
one um, family of oils, essential oils, the citrus family. Mm. So that they are also called energy oils or happy oils. Mm, I love <laughs> and, citrus. Uh, so that's like lemon, grapefruit, mm, and all beautiful. these citrus um, fruits. Mm. And they and she said they are actually a great way to enhance your happiness at home and your your well being. And she gave me this one tip. I tell you, I've, I've tried that. She said put some a couple of four drops on a cloth and put it in the shower. Mm. And in the morning, and then while the warm water is nice. dropping on it, the smell comes up. Yeah, this is amazing. I tried it once. I couldn't believe it. All this <laughs> lemon, I can't, what was it that oil called? It was uh, lemon and mandarins or something in there. Oh, it was so good. That's anyway, nice. that's a great little tip. You know, it's not that expensive. And these oils, you can apply them as room sprays, body sprays, or like the, the oils, you can drop them on your wrists or shoulders. And mm. so that's... um. Well, that's actually quite interesting because it goes back to what we were talking about with the color because when you say that those smells yeah. apparently are happy smells, the colors, orange and yellow yeah. and gold, yeah. are also considered to be colors. very happy colors. Yeah. And, um, you exactly. know, I think it's fantastic to um, be, you know, if you like bright colors, then use them because, mm. um, you know, they they will make you happy, yeah. you know, um, you know, everything being white can really wash everything out. I've yeah, got a yeah. very orange living room and um, yeah. everybody comes in and they just love it. It's got so mm. much energy in it. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it may, if you don't like the color, then don't use it. But, you know, think about, you know, being, yeah. you know, a bit adventurous and um, exactly. bringing some color in. Um, and it's very that, energizing. Yeah, and that's also a tip to use maybe a color consultant if, yeah. you, if you're not sure because... Yeah. There's thousands of colors on the market and you can also create, you make mistakes and put the wrong colors in the wrong spaces. You think you can do it yourself and then you create, you wonder why you don't feel well in that space or why you feel tired all the time. You know, if you put a really calming and relaxing um, space together in an area, maybe the kitchen or the dining area or living room where you want to be entertaining and discussions or whatever so this is yeah it, it's really helpful to talk to designers as well or to professionals mm. who can help you yeah, guide you in the right direction as well mm. yeah that, that's right the happy colors and the happy smell so that's mm. um mm. that's a good tip i found that and it's not it's not very um expensive you know like getting a little oil essential oils. i mean you have to she said and this is the one thing she said look for the there's lots of stuff on the market who's not um proper essential organic oil so you have to look for the latin names and that make sure that you get the real good product and um yeah so why not using a bit of lemon or mandarin <laughs> to make you feel better in the morning <laughs> yeah yeah so that was a lot what else do we have anything we could um talk about i mean we didn't talk about tidying up and decluttering today but that's as a, as a ongoing topic but yeah some it's again what you mentioned if if you feel better if you're in a tidy space do it or maybe if you're not so tidy and you want to try how it feels in a more tidy space just yeah that's it's one area tidy it up and declutter and or get help from a decluttering specialist but then just feel the difference you know you could try and see well see whether you feel better with that or not what, I yeah, think, exactly. yeah i do think most people do but the fact is not everyone does Another yeah. thing to consider is, um, you know, if you've downsized about being happy, you know, depending on how many people you've actually downsized with, um, 
it's it can be good to make sure each person has a little space of their own too. Yeah. So like whether it's a little workstation or whether it's a, a little seat that they like to go to. So that, you know, like if you're in a smaller space, I think it's still nice to kind of have little mini hubs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and little a little islands, place, yeah. a little place mm. to retreat to yeah. if possible is yeah. great. And, and as I said, it doesn't have to be a whole room, but it could just yeah. be reading know. corner yeah. or a desk craft. with stuff yeah, a little craft or, nook or yeah. um, a chest, a, you know, a chest mm. with the craft in it and a seat mm. nearby and a lamp um, or something like that. So that, yeah, you kind of have your little spots to go mm. to. Yeah, that's good. That's true. It's important. Or if you have a spare bedroom, which should you could create like um use it for different purposes this is where storage comes into play as well if you have clever spaces you can transform it like having a sitting room but that's this could also be the guest room you know oh, absolutely fold out sofa beds or whatever and um so just um this was another thing i talked about in my talk at the probus club how just storage can transform a space if you don't have five more extra rooms anymore um and not blocking off um, a prime room or one, you know, a space that you could use every day with a big guest guest room bed, which there's is never used. Like maybe you get five times a year someone is coming, so just um, use clever products, maybe a sofa bed, or there's even single chairs you can fold out, so you can create a double bed or only one bed. You know, there's so much stuff. Well, definitely, this yeah. is like. Um, it could be that you go to a wall bed, you know, yeah. I mean, if you go to a wall bed, the Murphy bed that flips <laughs> up into the wall, yeah. then that gives you that floor space yeah, that you yeah. might do your yoga in or you might, you know, have your you know, grandchildren room. come and play yeah, in there and then yeah. you can close the door yeah. and yeah. you don't have to have all of that stuff yeah. there. So, so that's um, another option to create a separate like yeah, a multi- room where people could go and really close the door if they want to have their own space. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. 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 All right. What else? Um, Oh, I've actually one moment. I found that really interesting. I read an article from a psychologist, <clears throat> Fiona Roberts, and she talked about um, wardrobe and dressing. And she said, dressed like dress for success, you know. <laughs> Often um, people are wearing the same stuff every day because they mm. think, oh, it's just it's busy, it's easy, it's easier to to get stuck with wearing the same old shirt or jumper or jeans than to try something new, you know, to That's a good go idea. out. And um, according to that lady, she said, how we project ourselves to the world has a strong reciprocal relationship with our self-confidence and happiness. Yeah, no, that's So true. if you are not feeling happy about your wardrobe, go and do something about it. You know, there's people who do a wardrobe decluttering specialist or stylist, personal stylist, who yes. can help you sort out your stuff and find... Um, and help you find the things that really work with your skin and your yeah. figure and whatever and... Um, and it is like you can boost your self confidence. It's it's really yeah. One maybe it's. I mean, I find that I'm when I'm at home and have nothing to do. I'm always wearing the same stuff, you know, with the kids, and you don't really dress up. But once we have a like, if you have a meeting or you go somewhere, it's nice to put something else on. You know what you're not wearing every day, so a bit yeah. nicer. It's pants a, or suit or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a and different it, self-expression. Yeah. I had a client so um, this is, yeah. recently who I just absolutely adore and another lady who's sort of in her later stages and 
She's so stylish and um, absolutely love this lady. You know, you meet, I meet her. I don't know how old she is, but, I mean, she's just absolutely stunningly yeah. beautiful and up to date. Now, not everybody has to be, but this is what she is. She's been in fashion all her life. Oh. And, you know, yeah. she comes out to meet me and she's in a little tight sort of little leggings with a belt and, a, you know, hair all done. And, um, you know, I'm doing her wardrobes for her. But when I, you know, in the process of doing that, um, she said to me, because she's got this collection of clothes that are just incredible. She's actually got clothes that are from her husband's mother, who was a fashion icon, and oh these God. incredible coats oh. and just unbelievable yeah. pieces. Anyway, but she was saying to me, you know, I don't know what to do with all of these. And, you know, I said to her, because they, they, they've downsized from a big home, and they've now, we're doing this amazing wardrobe for them with, you know, because they've got four meter high ceilings. So we've got oh all God. sorts of pull down storage yeah, from yeah, the ceiling yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Um, but still, she has so many clothes. So, um, <laughs> you know, I have suggested to her that she have a wardrobe stylist come because as much as this client of mine is incredibly stylish, she, she just said, oh, that'd be so exciting. And, you know, they'll go through and yeah. she's got these incredible pieces that, that are time pieces. And either work them back into the wardrobe yeah. or rehome them. You know, yeah. there'll be it's people... more like museum pieces. Well, oh, look, I mean, like she's a... just a generous woman. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure she yeah. would find people to give them to. And, yeah. and, you know, they're probably not museum pieces. But, um, but <laughs> you know, right. like, anyway, that's an enjoyable yeah. process for her to go yeah. through because... Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you've, when you've had pieces like that as, that are actually very important for a number of reasons... She doesn't feel good about them just sitting there in the wardrobe. Mm. You know, she kind of feels that they're not being honoured. So, so yeah. the idea of either using a wardrobe stylist um, to yeah. rework them back in, um, or yes, or or use the wardrobe stylist to you know rehouse them you mm. know, would be mm. great. So yeah, it's a good point and you then, make, and I agree. I think that. Um, you know, making yourself look good when you go out, you know, it's, it, 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 it does makes make a you difference. feel different yeah. and people do respond differently to Yeah, exactly. And I've, felt, I've always, um, I felt that really, um, massively when we came here because I used to work in public relations in Germany and um, for a long time in an agency and we often had client meetings and then you had these big, like corporate office dresses on, you know, like suits or costumes or anything. You you, you work more. I, I I dressed completely differently than mm. now when we came here and I didn't work in the first year. I was like hanging around shorts and jeans and the weather is always a goodie. You don't need a lot of stuff, you know. And this was like, I said, oh my God, what am I doing with all my other stuff? And I still have some pieces that I kept. And now that I give talks or do stuff, so I, I wear my old... <laughs> So I have some of these are 10 years old, but I love them. And it makes me, it's just a different feeling, you know, to get mm. out with a mm. blazer or with mm. something a bit more stylish or just, mm. yeah, yeah, just um, you look more complete or whatever. It, it's it's different than hanging around in shorts and thongs on during the day. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so that's um, dress for success. That's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, I think what else? That's uh that's it, basically, isn't it? Maybe we could maybe talk about. There's a lot of other things we could cover. Stuff. But I think that's yeah, probably but that's a few um, few tips and things that are not expensive at all. Yeah, mm. some of them. So just um, go with um, what you love, basically, and be confident to implement it in your home. All right, so um, that brings us to the end of this episode, and we just wanted to announce another interesting 
event. Yeah. Sally, please, that's your turn. Okay, so um, I am a member of the Australasian Association of Professional Organisers um, and uh, it's 10-year anniversary this year of, um, we call it APO, it's a lot easier. Um, so we're celebrating that by um, running a few community events throughout the year. We are holding one this, this month in March, the 25th of March at North Sydney Community Centre. Um, and it's just to help people understand what sort of services they can call upon through professional organisers. It's a very unknown industry. So, I mean, there are people that that specialise in helping mums just get organised with their children and you know mm. how to get out the door in the morning. There are people that specialise in how to help children with their homework. There are people that there are a lot of people that help with um, decluttering. There are people that um, organise. Uh, staging of homes, you know, presentation, that sort of thing. Mm. There are people that specialise in hoarding. There's people like myself who specialise in um, storage, organisation, mm. space planning. Anyway, so these are the sort of services that are available through APO as well as um, how to get organised in your office and all that sort of thing. So um, if anybody is curious about getting to know um, the professional organising um, profession. Tribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, there'll be a group of us um, at, at North Sydney, um, 9.30 on the 25th of March um, at 220 Miller Street, North Sydney, if you'd like to come along. We're a pretty friendly bunch of people. And by the way, Sally did an interview with one of the ladies, Laurel. I did. Laurel, Laurel so Gray. Gray. I did an interview with and Laurel Gray of Happily Organised. Yeah. She's the person that specialises in, in how to get your office organised. Yeah. And digital and also on and offline, basically, the yes. paperwork. And that is one of the... Um, so you can go back some episodes, I think two weeks ago, so that you will find that then. Yes. In the... Um, on iTunes or on my website, and that leads me um, straight to the podcast. So if you, we would be really grateful if you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes. This helps to um, promote the show and to stay there. Um, and also, if you're interested in other episodes, you can go to the Downsize with Style website, which is downsizewithstyle.com. And under the podcast tab, you find um, the recent episodes from the last three, four weeks, and you can scroll down to the others as well. And there's also buttons to subscribe, so um, you can subscribe and get um, each episode downloaded to your mobile device if you like. That's quite easy. All you have to do is download an app, a podcast app from um, the iTunes store, and then subscribe to the podcast, and you will automatically be notified when um, new episodes are live. So I hope you enjoyed this episode this week about how to be happier at home. And we're looking forward to talking to you next week. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.